Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Daniel chapter 8, another vision that Daniel has. We're going to focus on the interpretation of that vision, which was given to him by none other than the angel Gabriel, which is pretty cool to see Gabriel show up here. Obviously, we know him from the New Testament and more popular passages related to Jesus Christ. So one thing that we didn't touch on real clearly when we moved from the first half of Daniel to the second half of Daniel is the timeline. And we need to remember when we're reading the Bible— particularly the Old Testament, this shows up a lot of times, that just because it's the next chapter or the next book in the Old Testament doesn't mean that it's chronologically going down the timeline in sequential order. So a perfect example of this is the first and second half of Daniel. And I mentioned this in passing, but didn't point it out clearly. Remember Daniel 6 is when he was put in the lion's den, and that was under the reign of Darius. And Darius is the Medo-Persian king who Daniel served, and that guy didn't come to power until at least 522 BC. But then in chapter 7, we read that in the first year of King Belshazzar, and these things we tend to just skip over and not pay attention to, and so if you don't know what that means, the first year of King Belshazzar, you look at a timeline where that's all laid out, and you see that Belshazzar was the successor to Nebuchadnezzar, and his first year was 550 BC. So even though we're moving forward on the in, in the Bible, we're turning pages, you know, to the right or to the left, however you want to think of it, we're going backwards on the timeline. So the first year of King Belshazzar is actually many years, maybe 30 years before Daniel went to the lion's den. Then in chapter 8, which is what we're going to read today, part of today, you see that we're in the third year of King Belshazzar. So maybe you can hear my Bible pages flipping here to, so I can get this all straight, but just wanted to help you, the reader, understand that just because we're going forward in our Bibles doesn't mean we're necessarily going forward in the timeline all the time. So in today's text, uh, Daniel has another vision. By the way, I had an interesting dream last night about a friend of mine and him possibly writing a book. I even sent him a text message, and I don't have any notion that this was from God, and I was supposed to give him this message to write a book, but it was a cool dream, and it was a good idea, so I passed that along to him. One of the things we need to understand about these visions that Daniel has that are being interpreted by today, somebody like the angel Gabriel, this isn't just like a casual dream that you or I have. In other words, I think we need to be careful about, oh, I had a dream, and the Lord spoke to me and told me to do this and such. Can the Lord speak to us in dreams today? I think he can. I think he does sometimes, but I don't think that every dream we have is or should be treated as the word of God. I mean, some of it's just a dream. It's just neurons and synapses firing in a weird way like dreams are sometimes. So we need to differentiate what we read in the Bible, which the Lord in his infinite wisdom saw to make part of the biblical canon, what Daniel's visions are, and our dreams are not anywhere near that, and we need to be careful about treating them as such. So he's going to have a dream about a ram with two horns, where one is longer than the other, 
It's going to represent the Medo-Persians. That's a traditional understanding of what this means. And then there's a male goat with one horn, which is broken, and then four horns come up, came up, and that's uh, supposedly representative of Alexander the Great in the Greek kingdom, which is then divided into four parts. And one of the worst of the four parts is a guy named Antiochus IV and brought all kinds of persecution onto Christians. But uh, let's read the interpretation of this dream without going into detail about the dream itself. I'll just give you that quick overview. Chapter 8, verse 15. When I, Daniel, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it. And behold, there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli, and it called, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, understand, O son of man, that the vision is for the time of the end. And when he had spoken to me, I fell into a deep sleep with my face on the ground, but he touched me and made me stand up. He said, behold, I will make known to you what shall be at the latter end of the indignation, for it refers to the appointed time of the end. As for the ram that you saw with the two horns, these are the kings of Media and Persia, and the goat is the king of Greece, and the great horn between his eyes is the first king. As for the horn that was broken, in place of which four others arose, four kingdoms shall arise from his nation, but not with his power. And the latter end of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their limit, a king of bold face, one who understands riddles, shall arise. His power shall be great, but not by his power, his own power, and he shall cause fearful destruction and shall succeed in what he does and destroy mighty men and the people who are the saints." By his cunning, he shall make deceit prosper under his hand, and in his own mind, he shall become great. Without warning, he shall destroy many, and he shall even rise up against the prince of princes, and he shall be broken, but by no human hand. The vision of the evenings and the mornings that has been told is true, but seal up the vision, for it refers to many days from now. And I, Daniel, was overcome. And lay sick for some days. Then I rose and went about the king's business, but I was appalled by the vision and I did not understand it. If Daniel doesn't understand this vision after it being explained to him by Gabriel, then it's difficult to imagine that we can fully understand this vision, even though we have the benefit of history having played out to look back on. And so, are you enjoying this apocalyptic literature? Some people love the book of Daniel because of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace and Daniel in the lion's den. Those are great, understandable, clear stories. Then we get to the apocalyptic stuff and it's like, man, I'm not sure exactly what's being said here. And to some degree, like he talks about the king of Greece, the king of Media Persia, this relates to things going on at the time of Daniel. And to another degree, if we're talking about the end of times, this is stuff that's going on even further down the timeline than where we're at. One thing that we said at the beginning that we can learn from Daniel is how to live in Babylon. How does a man of God live in a culture, in a nation that is totally opposed to God? And here's one other clue in verse 27. The vision made him sick and he laid down for some days, but then he rose and he went about the king's business. So he's in another country serving another king, representing God, trying to be the Lord's voice box, trying to be the Lord's representative. 
And what that includes is carrying out the daily tasks of his role, serving the pagan king. Interesting lesson from Daniel. I hope you're enjoying this. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.